Okay, hello everyone. It's Hannah and Amber here with a new book analysis. On today's episode, we will be describing a hero's journey novel called Jason and the Heroes Who Lived Before Achilles, or Jason and the Golden Fleece. To begin, we will be going through the 12 stages of the hero's journey. Our book was about a demigod named Jason. At the beginning of the book, Jason was sent to live with a very strong old centaur, which is half horse, half man, Chiron. Chiron taught him lots of techniques and skills necessary to survive as a demigod. A hero, or demigod, is a child who is born with one parent as a god and one parent as a mortal. Some of these heroes get special powers from their immortal parents. After Jason grew up with Chiron and learned all of his skills so that he was a very strong, powerful demigod, he went back to the city where his father lived, only to find that his uncle, King Pelias, who was kind of wicked and not very good to the um, citizens of the town, took the throne from him. So Jason was like, give me back this throne, I am the rightful heir. And King Pelias, being evil and wicked as he is, said that Jason really needed to go get the golden fleece and bring it to him, which was a powerful fleece from a ram. It's kind of a long story. And um, bring it to him and and then he'll get the throne back. But Jason didn't realize how hard of a journey that was. To begin his quest, Jason assembled a team of heroes from around Europe, mostly Greece, the strongest heroes. Um, it was it was a lot. There's not a definite number in the um, myths, but then they built a ship called the Argo. It was very powerful. It like talked and stuff, kind of like Siri. And they began their journey across the Black Sea. So this newly assembled team, the first stop on their trip was the island of Lemnos. And this island was definitely the easiest because, I mean, it's an island of women, so what could really go wrong? But they get to the island and they realize that it's under the rule of Hypsilil, the, and um, they fi- also find out from her that all the women on this island rebelled and killed all of the men. So they're kind of scared and... But the woman, re- the woman warriors reassure them, and then they're like, it's okay, we're not going to hurt you. But they do want them to kind of repop, like, mate with them so they can repopulate the island, because, I mean, it's all women. So they kind of need help. <laughs> so I think the whole team agreed to do it, except for Heracles, who a lot of people say that he was occupied with Hylas, who he was kind of had, like, a thing with at the time. Okay, the next stop on their trip was called the Doliones. Um, so basically, the Aeroganauts came to that island, and the king of the islands, there's multiple, um, King Sisychus, was very friendly to them. He invited them graciously in and had them stay for dinner. It was very good dinner. When the Aeroganauts left the island, they saw a mountain and decided to go up to see what there is. Um, they like left and the ship sailed, and then they saw the mountain, and they were like, oh, cool. So while they climbed... Um, a bunch of giants called Earthbound Men ran towards the Argo and attacked. Luckily, Heracles stayed on the boat and killed a ton of them with the bow. He was very good with his bow. As they set sail, a storm blew them off course and, ironically, all the way back to the Doliones. The king of the island, King Sisychus, um, mistaked them for invaders and ordered an attack. King Sisychus died, and then, out of grief, his wife killed herself, too. And as you could, like, possibly imagine, Jason and the rest of the Argonauts felt horrible and held funeral games to honor them and sacrificed um, animals and stuff to appease the gods. So the next story, like like the last island, was really, really sad. It is here that Hylas, Heracles' lover, is seduced and dragged into the water by some beautiful water nymphs. It is not said completely what happens to him down there, but my guess is that he is drowned or lives out. Af- 
happily ever after with the nymphs. Grief-stricken Heracles is absolutely devastated by the loss of his Hylas and starts to go crazy and refuses to leave the island until he is found. The Argonauts try and convince him that he has to keep going, but he ignores them. They eventually have to leave him on the island of Seus, alone and heartbroken. It is unknown what happened to Heracles there. The next island was called Bebrises. So basically, this is kind of a short stop. They arrive there, and again, there's another king, just kind of like, the kings were like not all like human. They were just giants and weird things like that, mythical uh, mythical creatures. So the king's name was Amicus there, and the king was very arrogant and was like, fight me. And so he challenged them to a boxing match, and one of the Argonauts, or Argonauts Polydeuces, the son of Zeus, who is um, the the like king of olympus um the god of lightning he took the challenge and after a gnarly battle polydeuces put king amicus in his place so after this they the fifth island they get to is the island of bosporus before the argonauts even arrive king phineas knows who they are he has actually been waiting for them for years you see king phineas is a prophet who was given his gift to see in the future by apollo king phineas then angered the gods by telling a bunch of mortals their futures and things that could happen to them and his punishment for doing this is that every time he tries to eat his food he's kind of like swooping up and taken away by harpies half woman half bird kind of hybrid things and somehow he hasn't died from starvation and Zetes and Callias, who are sons of the North Wind, I think, come to King Phineas's rescue to fight off the Harpies. King Phineas is so thankful that he rewards them by telling them how to navigate through the Simple Glades. So the next stop was the Simple Glades. So this might be a little repetitive, but basically they were not an island that the heroes stopped at, but a challenge. So the Simple, simple Glades are two rocks that rise vertically out of the ocean in the middle of the Black Sea and are very dangerous. Um, whenever a ship tries to go through, they crash together and crush the whole ship into just pieces. So, to get the key to passing this obstacle, they went to King Phineas, and because um, they knew that he knew how to get through the Simple Gates, so he told them that they needed to release a dove first. And so, basically, what the Argonauts did was exactly that. They released a dove, who did make it through, only losing a few feathers, and then, while the Simple Glades were rebooting, the ship darted in and made it out with only a bit of damage to the back of the ship. Okay, so before arriving at the ultimate destination, the island of Cochis, they pass by multiple smaller islands. The first one they pass by is the land of the Amazons that's full of warrior women, kind of like the first island, who don't like to put up with anyone, let alone men. Because, like, also like the first one, they killed all of them. They're very strong, powerful women, the Amazons, and the queen is usually worshipped by, like, so many of them. Yeah, so they can be really intimidating. The next one is Mati Noikoi, I think it is, and it's really disgusting, and I don't want to go into detail, so... Um, after that, it's the Birds of Ares, and they're, like, kind of on an island, but they don't enter it, but... Overall, it's pretty self-explanatory. All these birds are really close friends with Ares, the god of warfare. So they wage a battle on the Argonauts, but the Argonauts beat them and keep on with their adventure. Um, the next is not really a stop, but it's called the Sons of um, Phrixus, I think. So basically, the Argonauts spotted a ship that was sinking into the into this like dirt stuff. 
and went to save the people on it. As it turned out, the people were the sons of Phrixus, um, the guy who brought the Golden Fleece to Colchis to begin with. There was some background story about this, but to sum that up, Phrixus was saved by a golden ram right before he got sacrificed, and he took it to King Aetes so that he could marry his daughter. Um, King Aetes lives on the island of Colchis. And sacrificed the ram to the gods, which kind of sucks for the ram because he saved um, Phrixus from being sacrificed, and then Phrixus sacrificed the ram, so that kind of sucks for him. But he took it, anyway, he took it to King Aetes, and... Um, he left the golden fleece that came off the ram for the king. Then he told Jason that, um, oh, so basically Jason got to Colchis and he told Jason that guarding the fleece, um, and getting it was going to be very hard. Um, the sons of Phrixus said that. So then they arrived at Colchis and King Aedes gave them three tasks in order to be, to be able to take the fleece. King Aedes thought that they could never do these tasks because they're near, nearly impossible. So in Jason's head, he was thinking, or in um, King Aedes' head, he was thinking, oh, they'll never be able to reach um, the fleece and to get it. So he was very open about Jason being able to take it. He told Jason in order to get the fleece, he had to complete three tasks. Till a field using a fire-breathing um, oxygen and so magical dragon teeth into the soil and defeat the magical warriors that come up from the ground, defeat the dragon that stands guard in front of it. Jason acts with confidence in front of the king, but really he does not know how to complete these three tasks. So Jason is at Colchis, and he's freaking out because he has no idea how he's going to do these things. So Hera, looking down on Olympus, I mean looking down from Olympus, sees what's going on on Earth and sees Jason in trouble, so she decides to take pity on him. Hera's the god, the queen of all the gods, by the way. Yeah, so she has, like, a lot of power and a lot of authority over the other gods, and she's well-respected. So she decides to help him because, number one, she hates King Peleus, and she also kind of has a thing for Jason. Her plan to help him is to convince Aphrodite, the goddess of love, to ask her son Eros, better known as Cupid, to shoot love arrows at Medea. Medea is King Aetis's daughter and sorceress. If Medea fell in love with Jason, she would most definitely help him out. After a while of convincing, Eros eventually does this task and shoots Medea. The first task she helps him with is the fire-breathing oxen. She crafts up this anti-inflammatory ointment that protects him completely from them. He then goes on to plant the magical dragon teeth in the ground, which produce an entire army of warriors for him to fight. Thankfully, Medea has it all taken care of and gives some valuable tips on how to fight them. The only thing left for him to accomplish is to kill the dragon guarding the golden fleece. This is a breeze thanks to Medea's sleeping potion. Okay, so after he does that, he gets the fleece, he takes it, and um, King Aedes is very mad that he actually did that because he did not think that he would be able to do that. But Jason and Medea take off with the rest of the Argonauts quickly on their big ship that has been um, damaged and is not as good as it started at this point on the trip, and they start to go back to Greece. So um, King Aedes is very mad, so he takes his own ship and comes after the Argonauts and Medea because he's mad that... Jason took Medea, and so, luckily, Medea is also ready for this. She brought along her brother and chopped him into pieces, um, very violently, and threw him off the ship. At this point, the rest of the Argonauts are probably just like, why are we hanging out with this girl? But, um, in their culture, um, King Aedes and Medea, they have to honor the dead, so... Um, so King Aedes stops the ship, collects the pieces of his son, 
and has an honorary event for his son. This definitely slows him down. Although this helped, Zeus is not happy about it. He creates a massive storm and blows the Argo way off course. They make their way to the great sorcerer, Circe, to cleanse them of murder and appease the gods once more. Soon after this, Jason and Medea get officially married. So, on the way back home, the Argo comes across across some other little challenges as well. The first are called the sirens. These are part bird creatures like harpies who sing beautiful songs. These songs lure passing sailors to their deaths, death, but musician Orpheus plays a beautiful song even louder so it drowns out the songs of the sirens. Finally, the last cha- challenge happens with a huge bronze bronze giant named Talos. He begins throwing giant boulders at the ship, but luckily Medea is once again prepared. She drugs him and sneaks in underneath to pull a nail from his ankle, which is luckily his weak spot. They race back to the the ship and head straight for Greece. With no more challenges, the Argonauts return victorious and proud to have the Golden Fleece in their possession. Jason then shows it to King Pallias and takes back the throne. Anyways, that was our Hero's Journey's Book of the Week. If you have any other suggestions for our book analysis, let us know. This book is available on Kindle, iBook, or in your local library. Comment with any questions. Um, Tune in next week for more.